Welcome, travelers. Welcome to season three, episode 30 of Travel Happens. It's a whole new season. We are back to the magic of travel. Today, I am joined by my fellow travel advisor from Reach for the Magic Destinations, Amy Krause. She specializes in family travel. Today, Amy is going to interview me about my journey aboard the Norwegian Prima. Get the inside scoop on the aspects on Norwegian Cruise Line's newest sailing ship. Keep listening if you want to learn more. This is Travel Happens, a podcast all about enhancing your vacation. Do you want to make your trip go smoother, easier, and more special? Keep listening. I'm your host, Destination Douglas. Think of me as Maureen Sedai, Tyrion Lannister, Gandalf, Mr. Miyagi, and Yoda all rolled into one. I'm your guide when it comes to cruises. Today, Amy will dive into the details to find out what it was like on board the Norwegian Prima on my recent trip. Considering branching out and curious about the new NCL ship, would Norwegian Prima be a good fit for the way you like to vacation? As I said earlier, this is Travel Happens Season 3. Welcome to a whole new season exploring different travel spheres. Some news about our fellow travel advisor, Heather Brookshire. If you have been listening to this podcast, you know that she is an award-winning sugar artist. Currently, she can be seen on your television sets or your monitors or whatever you, wherever you're trying to. <laughs> however you watch Yeah, media however you days. watch your media. Uh, she's on this year's Gingerbread Showdown on the Food Network. So, uh, Amy, did you get a chance to check her out? I did not. So that was my whole plan was actually to watch <laughs> that night. And I'm terrible. I've had, I've, so I have it recorded to go back and do it, to go back and right. watch it. So no, but anyways, it was too late for me and I fell asleep. So I recorded it before I went to bed. And yes. that is actually my intention to watch this evening. But I got you. Well, that's the beautiful thing about living in the 21st century is that you can um, watch things when it's convenient for you and exactly. what works for your life. Um, I personally, uh, so I do not have access to the food network so oh. and i am uh yeah i'm not in a position to watch her but it's on my list of things to do in the future there you okay go. but um we are encouraging her on her gingerbread fantasy competition absolutely yeah and you were the uh you listeners were the first to hear about it and receive her pearls of wisdom but uh, recently, Amy Krause uh, announced on Facebook an additional specialty in her crayon box. She is a Hawaii specialist and can help you yes. with all of your Hawaii vacation dreams. So, I'm excited. It's a very fun new destination. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's as both of us have uh, talked about in previous episodes, we have very long uh, destination lists. Yes, that we, we do. Would love to accomplish, and Hawaii is up there for me. So you never know when I'll be popping over there. Um, and me, I'm about to dive into wave season and match clients up with the perfect cruise journey. 
You don't want to, it to occur, but travel happens. We're here to supply advice, guidance, aid, and be your advocate through all the potholes and pitfalls to your destination. Do you need help planning a trip? Our contact information is in the show notes. So just drop us a line. Okay, so we're uh, back and we're dealing with news about what's going on in travel. And it's been a lot. It's it's a I I it's a lot, and I didn't. <laughs> there's there's things I just edited out, and never mind what has been going on the whole past month. Not even touching on anything there. So yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I'll start off with some general travel news. JetBlue has unveiled a new True Blue loyalty program, the first revamp of its program in years, which offers new perks and more choices. The new program maintains most of True Blue's signature perks while also giving True Blue members new opportunities to earn perks and status along the way. So, um, that's a really great thing about uh, travel is that there's all these loyalty programs that are out there. You could take advantage and maybe get some deals that way. That's um, a great way the, to save some money. And- yeah. The more ways customers interact with JetBlue, the more perks they can earn from JetBlue vacations, hotel and cruise packages to rental cars, hotel stays and activities from Paisley to many JetBlue flight extras and add-ons, as well as purchases on all JetBlue credit cards. Um, JetBlue has a real limited um, availability uh, here in Philadelphia, but if I just head up a little further north, New York, it's a big hub for them. So there you go. I've never traveled on JetBlue. Yeah, I haven't either, but I've seen just great, wonderful things about how they operate. So yeah. I'm looking forward to doing it someday. Um, next up is Antigua. Antigua and Barbuda celebrated the official opening of the 2022-2023 cruise season at the fifth berth at St. John's Harbor. Five ships were in port on the special occasion, according to a press release, which also served as the formal opening ceremony of the fifth berth, which was completed in December 2020. The Seabourne uh, Ovation and Marilla Explorer were berthed at the Nevis Pier, while the Norwegian Dawn and Aida Perla were moored at the Heritage Pier. The Celebrity Millennium was docked alongside the fifth berth. Together, these vessels brought an estimated 6,700 passengers to the port. Wow. The terminal building will be completed by, uh, well, it's already completed, (laughs) and adequately facilitate transit and home porting operations. Its unique design uh, will feature over 10,000 square feet of space, which would comfortably accommodate areas for customs, immigration, port health, security screening, luggage, handling, restrooms, and convenient, of course, convenient shopping. (laughs) Never going to forget about the shopping. There you Uh, go. Yeah. Disney Cruise Line, Disney Cruise Line announced its return to destinations including the Bahamas, the Caribbean, and Mexico in early 2024. This will be the first 
full season of sailings from Port Everglades in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, along with voyages from Texas, Louisiana, and California, according to a press release. Guests will be able to choose from an assortment of cruises to the Bahamas and the Western Caribbean. The sailings range from three and four night getaways to the Bahamas and five night vacations to the Western Caribbean, all including the signature Disney Cruise Line experiences such as Broadway style shows, innovative dining, character encounters, and fireworks at sea. Now, I think they're the only ones that do fireworks while you're on a cruise ship. Are, so. They're fantastic. If you've never yeah. seen them, they are, it's great to be able to watch well, it. And no sometimes one, been, I, I, I've been a long proponent. No one does fireworks like Disney does fireworks. You're correct. I mean, they always do something incredible. And all cruises departing from Florida will include a stop at Castaway Key, a private island reserved exclusively for Disney Cruise Line guests. And I've got a little question for you, Amy. Yes. I asked this question of um, my clients on my social media this past week. Um, Castaway Key was the first private island to include what aspect um, on their private island? They were the first. What do you think it, An that, that was? Nope. You're oh, close, though. It the runway. Was a, you, no, uh, it was a dock. You can dock onto their private island, which to me is a real game changer because private islands that don't have a dock, you basically only have a 50-50 shot of getting to the private island. So so if they don't dock, do you have to get in like the little small boats to go yes. to the island? Yeah, oh, tender boats. You go I didn't into, realize that. Yeah, you get access to the private island via a tender boat. But Disney has dock, so you could just stroll on over. All right, moving on, Virgin Voyages. Virgin Voyages has taken delivery of the brand's third vessel, the Resilient Lady. Built by Fincantieri, the Resilient Lady is a mid-sized ship weighing 110,000 gross tons like her sister ships and the fleet, Scarlet Lady and Valiant Lady, according to a press release. The next scheduled ship will be the Brilliant Lady. Ooh. And um, all of those pretty much are identical. They're, it's the same exact ship, the, a little tweaking here or there to add some differences. But basically, if you've been on one, you've been on them all, they're equally uh, incredible. And I encourage you all to give me a shout out and see about getting onto a Virgin Voyage. They're fantastic. Yeah. Next is Norwegian Cruise Line. Norwegian Cruise Line has unveiled an interactive work of art being created by contem contemporary British digital artist Dominic Harris, exclusively for the soon-to-debut Norwegian Viva. The art was unveiled at Scope Miami Beach earlier. The work titled Every Wing Has a Silver Lining will be on display on board at Metropolitan Bar, the brand's signature sustainable bar, and will feature Harris's iconic butterfly motifs. The piece will dynamically respond throughout the day to passing movement and create engagement with the viewer. The NCL VIP experience at Scope Miami Beach is set against magnificent ocean views reminiscent of those enjoyed by guests from the brand's signature observation lounge 
with cocktails from NCL's beverage program available for the enjoyment of those in attendance. And more with uh, Norwegian JP Morgan has named Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings its top pick among the cruise line stocks, according to an investor note sent out uh, not too long ago. The bank said that it prefers Norwegian over others because they see others as more vulnerable to near-term ebbs and flows of financial market conditions, given the magnitude and timing of future capital commitments. Um, So many are having new ship orders, principal payments on maturing debt, that type of thing. JP Morgan, citing its own proprietary pricing data system, said Norwegian should see higher ticket prices through at least 2023 when compared to 2019 levels. Our positive outlook for NCLH reflects the company's one, disciplined market to fill, as opposed to discount to fill pricing strategy. There are some other cruise lines that have been uh, heavily discounting uh, as a way to attract uh, people. Uh, mm-hmm. Another reason is outsized growth potential versus peers, uh, as NCLH has a smaller, nimbler, and younger fleet with premium pricing. And the third reason is attractive relative valuation, particularly using estimates two or more years out. In addition, JP Morgan said NCLH has the most forward pricing momentum of the three publicly traded partners and Norwegian's latest edition, the Prima, appears to be garnering garnering the biggest premium relative to its existing fleet. So that's it when it comes to Norwegian. Moving on, MSC, MSC Seascape, which is uh, the latest of the MSC ships, had its naming ceremony in New York City after a transatlantic crossing. This will be the first ship naming ceremony for MSC Cruises ship to take place in New York, coming after MSC Cruises added New York City as a new home port starting in April 2023. And the MSC Seascape will depart from New York and set sail for Miami on December, well, it already did, on December 8th, where it will commence its inaugural sailing season with the Eastern and Western Caribbean sea sailings. And um, I actually have a a friend that we're supposed to go on a cruise together at the end of 2023. Well, we're not going to be in the same room, but we're on the same sailing. (laughs) And she uh, was uh, there for Seascape and She's she was filming everything and I'm looking at uh, her films and um, it was like really very, very similar to my trip on what was this seashore same family. Okay, so so it was like really close. Uh, Moving on is Celebrity. Celebrity Cruises posted the line single largest booking day ever on Black Friday following uh, its strongest Cyber Monday in history, according to the company press release. The record high sales performance follows Celebrity Cruises' launch of both a new, quote-unquote, Journey Wonderful campaign and a Celebrity Beyond earlier uh, last month, with ship 
uh, godmother Simone Biles overseeing the special naming ceremony honors. The Celebrity Beyond celebrated its arrival in the New York region, marking its much-anticipated North American debut, according to a press release. And um, I cut out a lot of the news because a lot of the news was just repeating exactly that, that this past, (laughs) (laughs) this past, uh, you know, day after Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday, everybody's reporting record generating revenue. So which is great. I mean, I was excited to see all the specials. Yes, travels back. But to see all the specials that were out there, there were some great, great happening. So, yeah, I'm excited to see all the travel. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Moving on to Royal Caribbean, the world's largest and Royal Caribbean International's newest cruise ship icon of the seas has been floated out at the Meyer Turku shipyard on Friday. So that's one of the big, big milestones of shipbuilding is the float out. Mm -hmm. Basically, the build is complete. It's now just going to be outfitting the ship. All the details. Doing all the design details. Yeah. That ship looks amazing. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, And, (laughs) you know, we, we talked about it before we went on break icon of the seas and all the features and benefits that are available and how um it just it was just sailing like gangbusters there's you know it's very possible if you're on a a balcony or above type of a room for icon of the seas it's sold out <laughs> oh i'm sure like yeah i was looking uh the, the um they started booking at the very beginning of uh, 2024 in January. And I went and looked even further out to like April and May. And there were whole classes of rooms completely all booked up. Yep. Um, During the weekend, the ship will be moved to the outfitting dock where it's now fully assembled. Hall will be finished into a magnificent cruise ship during next year. The Icon of the Seas is Royal Caribbean's first ship that runs on liquefied natural gas and utilizes fuel cell technology together with its other features such as shore power connections and waste heat recovery systems. The ship becomes a pioneer in sustainable development. The Icon of the Seas will be handed over to Royal Caribbean at the end of 2023 and will set sail on its first voyage in January 2024. The ship will cruise from Miami year-round in the Eastern and Western Caribbean. And um, more Royal Caribbean news. Royal Caribbean International officially welcomed Wonder of the Seas into the family on Friday, well, this past Friday, at Port Canaveral. The cruise line's latest ship was named by its godmother and wonder mom, Marie McRae from Pennsylvania. Yay, Pennsylvania. Yay! Um, yeah, she got nominated by her daughter for this honor. So that was a really sweet Mother's Day gift. Uh, the evening ceremony also marked the start of a new chapter for Wonder as it makes waves as Port Canaveral's new year-round family vacation, the company said. I have a friend on it right now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Mm, very yeah, I good. can't wait to hear about it when she gets back. I mean, her pictures Seriously. that she's been posting look fantastic, but I can't wait for her to talk to her when she gets back. Exactly. Um, tell her she's invited anytime to talk about her experiences on Wonder of the Seas. Ooh, okay. Travel happens. 
Um, Princess, Princess Cruises announced new offerings to enhance the value of Princess Plus and Princess Premier packages. We've discussed uh, both of those in an episode in the past. The cruise company is expanding its all-inclusive premium add-on packages, adding new premium indulgences and premium health and wellness offerings, according to a company statement. Uh, adding more content to our much sought after Princess Plus and Princess Premier packages with the addition of premium experiences, including fitness and indulgences, not only guarantees an exceptional onboard experience, but also ensures our guests have maximum options and superior value when vacationing with Princess, said John Paget, the president of Princess Cruises. Sailings after February 20th, 2023, will feature a series of Princess Premium desserts, including gelato, pastry, and candy mixtures. Um, I can't help but think how excited Heather would be yes. to hear all that. Um, these confections will be added to both packages, Princess Plus and Princess Premier, available in gelateria, uh, swirls, or coffee and cones. In partnership with Exponential Fitness, a leading fitness brand, Princess Cruises will also offer complimentary onboard Pure Bar, Yoga 6, and stretch lab classes, as well as additional classes. New offerings mean that for just $60 per person per day, guests aboard Princess Cruises sailings will get almost 60% off a retail value of $140, provided the components are purchased separately. Oh, wow. The enhanced package includes the plus beverage package and a single device Wi-Fi plan aside from the daily crew appreciation. The, in other words, gratuities tips. Yes. Uh, the Enhanced Princess Plus package will also feature two premium crafted desserts, two smoothies or juices, two fitness classes, and free shipping of medallions prior to cruises. Medallions are their wearable device that uh, gives you wonderful benefits. And we can, we've talked about that before, and I'm sure we'll talk about it again. Yeah. <laughs> For the Princess Premier, guests receive up to $257 per day in total amenity value if components are purchased separately. With just $80 per day, this translates to an almost 70% savings. The Princess Premier package will include the Premier Beverage Package, Daily Crew Appreciation, four-device Wi-Fi plan, two nights of specialty dining, a photo package, Princess Prizes Unlimited premium crafted desserts, unlimited smoothies or juices, unlimited fitness classes, reserved seating in the Princess Theater, and a complimentary medallion accessory. And starting on just, yeah. And starting in a few days, all those gratuity amounts are going up. I saw um, that. Yeah, not only with Princess, but Norwegian is increasing their gratuity. Like, it's just the trend lately. So they're going to be making the charges $16 per person per day for interior ocean view and balcony cabin guests, $17 for mini suite and club class and $18 for suite guests. It is the cruise line's first daily gratuity increase since 2019. Princess, in a notice to travel advisors... Uh, said the daily charge recognizes our crew for exceptional service they provide and is shared among the many members of our crew. 
And it even goes towards the people you just never encounter. You know, like if you're having your laundry done, it'll get shared with them. Yeah. There's so much um, that happens behind the scenes on a so ship much. that you never see. Exactly. That's why I am firmly against taking off your uh, crew appreciation. You can do it. It is an option, but trust me, they're not getting paid much at all. Correct. So they deserve it all. Um, the charges are automatically added to guest accounts and can be adjusted at guest discretion, which we just talked about during their sailing. The charges can also be prepaid prior to sailing. Those with bookings uh, on Princess can now can prepay now prior to December 14th to lock in the old rate. So if you want to go on a Princess voyage, you need to reach out to me, PDQ, so we could get on this. There you go. Um, Huh? I said, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Virgin Voyages. Virgin Voyages has taken delivery of the brand's third vessel, the Resilient Lady, built by Fincantieri. The Resilient Lady. Oh, I already talked about that. Never mind. (laughs) I was like, wait. Uh, Yeah. We don't need to repeat that. Uh, On May 14th, 2023, Resilient Lady will embark on her Mermaiden voyage around the Greek Isles, making stops to Santorini, Rhodes, Bodrum, and Mykonos before returning to her home port in Piraeus, in other words, Athens. Uh, The ship will sail two eight-night itineraries, including the Greek island Glow. They always have fun names. Uh, With the aforementioned route and the Adriatic Sea and Greek gems, complete with calls in the beautiful cities of Split, Dubrovnik, Kodar, and Corfu. Starting October 22nd, 2023, the ship will depart Athens before stopping in some of the most exotic locales, the brand has yet to introduce, including Cairo, Dubai, Bali, Mumbai, uh, Phuket, and Singapore. She'll finally arrive in Sydney on December 4th. Well, just, oh, it's coming up. December 4th, 2023, for a series of celebrations, media sneak peeks, and more. Um, Japan, Holland, America. After two and a half years, cruising returns to Japan, setting the stage for Holland's America Lines voyages. Um, On November 15th, the government of Japan reported that it is ready to start receiving international cruise ships, again, allowing tourists to explore the country's many ports, according to a press release. This allows Holland America's Western Dam to sail its 2023 itineraries, which will include visits to Yokohama, Kobe, Osaka, Tokushima, Kagoshima, Shimizu, Ishigaki, Kochi, and other destinations in Japan. The Western Dam will start its Asia season in early February 2023, departing from Singapore and visiting uh, Phuket, Thailand, and India, and a whole, trust me, there's a whole lot of places like Malaysia. And the Western Dam will, uh, if you're interested, Email me and we'll talk. Western <laughs> Douglas has all the details. Yeah. The Western Dam will explore a total of five countries during its Asia 2023 season, including Japan, Taiwan, the Philippines, Thailand, and Malaysia. So that's what I've got in the news. So upcoming next, uh, Amy's going to talk about uh, wonderful news in her travel sphere. Disney news. All right. So that's... That's about it when it comes to uh, 
news that I'm going to deal with. Amy is going to continue. Go ahead, Amy. What do you got that's new for us? All right. So most of mine, it's well, all of mine really is related to Disney news. So a lot happened while we were gone. Um, the biggest piece of news is that <laughs> Bob Chapek is no longer at the helm of the Walt Disney Company. It is now Bob Iger. He has taken over. So I personally am very excited to see what changes think, will happen. Yeah, I think everybody is excited about it because Mr. Chapik was not shy about sharing how he felt about how the company could run. And it went counter to what uh, most Disney fans like the, the attendees of D23 would mm-hmm. want to hear. He was very much driven by data. And th- that's, you know, you know, ordinarily would be great for business, but you do need to really kind of grasp a little of the magic that um, attendees want to have happen. I agree. I agree. You have to yeah. have a good, a good sense of both. So there's discussion, obviously, of who's going to be the next CEO. And yes, there's, Top discussions of the current CFO. I can't remember her name off the top of my head right now, but there's yeah. a lot of pushback even against her that she's very much like Bob Chapek, very number driven, right. very data driven, not doesn't have that sense of innovation and creativity and the magic that comes with that. So yeah, we'll, well see. We'll all be along here. Stay tuned with us and we'll, <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll keep you updated. Well, Part of Bob Iger's mandate when he took over the role once again was he was um, given the job of find your replacement. Yep. You've got two years, find your replacement. Yeah. And I think it'll be a really deliberative search now that they've gone through that and they know what happened. they'll They'll be particular about it. So I, I would think so. I'm excited to see what happens. Um, anyways, but as of most current news, um, there is a lot happening to Disney Cruise Line. Obviously, Douglas already shared the new 2024 itineraries, but we have some exciting character encounters that are coming. So, Oh, I 20- thought you were going someplace else. I had meant to talk about it, and I didn't because I had so much to cover. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you can say what you want to say, too. I was just excited about the character encounter. So aboard the Fantasy, there will be Pixar Day at Sea. This is going to include some of our favorites, like Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., and The Incredibles, but also adding Inside Out. We're going to see Miguel from Coco. We're going to see Remy from Ratatouille, who's one of my personal favorites. We are also going to see Doug and Russell from Up!, which those two are always fantastic together. There's also going to be fun, special ship-wide guest announcements, also from Doug, our favorite dog, Dory from Finding Nemo, Edna Mode. That's personally my, I think, one of my favorites (laughs) from The Incredibles. And then Roz. I think Edna and Roz are going to be my two favorite voices to hear for (laughs) ship-wide announcements. So... That will be aboard the Fantasy and then coming to Disney Dream, which is now sailing out of Miami, they are featuring their Marvel Day at Sea. So we're used to a lot of our classic superheroes already, Captain America, 
Thor, Iron Man, all of those fantastic heroes. They will also feature some villains from the Marvel Universe, as well as the newest addition from Wakanda Forever. We are going to be seeing Black Panther, and I always say her name wrong, Okoy? Is that how you say it? I don't know. I'm not sure. But anyways, we're going to see them. So starting in January, Marvel Day at Sea is coming to coming to the dream. So did you want to say anything else about Disney Cruise Line? Yeah. So it was big news a few weeks ago. They are buying a new ship. And unlike all the other ships, this ship is already half built. I saw that. And I was confused as to whether they bought that or they're just starting new build on a new ship. They they bought uh, the ship, and it's much larger than the rest of Disney's fleet. Yeah. It's really going to expand uh, possibilities. And, um, th- yeah, they're, they're going to have to Disney-fy it, if you ask yep. me. <laughs> so um, I'm sure they'll be doing that. And, um, yeah, they're... So the the question is, how much will a room in this new ship cost? Like, if this ship, I I wish I was more much prepared for this. Um, I I used to know how many rooms this ship was going to be, but let's say um, it's four thousand passengers, mm-hmm. which is like double of what you know the rest of the, the regular fleet, fleet is. Yep. Yeah. So um, will they still price it out at the same amount? You know, I don't it, know. Yeah. So stay tuned. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll keep you informed. We shall see. All right. Yeah. Um, so that's Disney Cruise Line over to Disneyland. We have the Magic Happens Parade which is coming back in February of 2023. We are excited to see that. I love um, a parade. I know. They're so great. Um, yeah. Although I, I did like the cavalcades. I enjoyed during, like, when they were coming out of the phase reopening of COVID. I yes. really liked the little pop-up yep. cavalcade simply because you got to see everything that you would normally see in a parade, but it wasn't the, let's get our seat and stand here and wait for right. some minutes parade to go through so yeah but i do love the wonder and the magic of the parades they Mm -hmm. they are fun um over in disney world we have currently they are celebrating the holidays but in january we will make the shift to the international festival of the arts in epcot and they have a new broadway concert series coming this is back in the american pavilion which is a great way this is included in your ticket package to see some fantastic Broadway series music. So if you like Broadway musicals, you love the music, check it out. Reach out to Douglas or myself and we can let you know some of the specific dates, which Broadway tunes are being featured each week. And we will get you some more information about that. Also, relative to Disney World and to Disneyland, Genie Plus has made a big announcement this week that you can now modify your Genie Plus reservation. So for those of you that are used to Disney, you've been using this Genie Plus. If you had selected a ride you would, and you decided we can't make it, we don't want to do it. Now we see availability that's there. You would have to cancel the current one you had, go through your list and hope the one that you wanted was still available. 
oftentimes it would not be. And then you're like, well, shoot, now what I had is gone or the time is later. But anyways, they've just instituted a new feature where you can now modify your current Genie Plus reservation. So if you see something, a different attraction that you want, or you see a feature that you, a different attraction that you want to ride, you can make a simple modification, which makes it a lot easier, more efficient, less staring at your phone in the middle of the day. So that is a big change there. And then my final Disney news is happening over at back at the Disneyland Resort, Disneyland After Dark. Now, if you guys have ever done any of these in Disney World or Disneyland, these After Dark, these late night parties, these are super fun events. So this will happen. Disneyland After Dark actually starts at 6 p.m. So it's a it's a pre-party mix-in where you can still go ahead and come to the park and do some of the popular rides and attractions and things that are open. But then at 9 p.m., the official private party begins. So this is a separate ticketed event in Disneyland. It'll go from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. So it's a great way to experience some exclusive events, exclusive souvenirs, beverages, food, dining, characters, which is always exciting. So right now they have two events on the schedule. They have Sweetheart Nights. So this is January 31st and then through February, as you can imagine, we are celebrating romance. So this is going to be some exciting. So you get some moonlight cruises. You get some beautiful music. Um, Of course, great features, including drinks and food. So that is the first one that's happening. Then we have Princess Night. As of right now, this is only March 7th and March 9th, but I assume this will continue. This is all new. We've never had this event before, but this is going to be a celebration where our favorite adventurous heroines and aspirational hearts unite. We're going to immerse in the empowering night as these iconic characters light the world with kindness, courage, and a touch of magic. So if you want some special time with your favorite Disney princesses, this can be something for you to enjoy at the Disneyland Resort in March. So spring break time, if you have that planned, go ahead and get over there and and head that out. But that's it. That's most of my Disney news. I don't really have much. Again, there's a lot that happened while we were gone, but we just wanted to focus on the highlights and the new yeah. things that are Right. Are coming at you. Excellent. Very good. Thank All you. All right. Very much. So now we are to the you're welcome. We are to the main feature of our podcast today. Douglas has just spent an amazing couple of weeks touring on some fantastic cruise lines. Norwegian Prima was one of the cruise lines that he went on. So I'm here today to find out firsthand from Douglas everything that he experienced on Norwegian Prima. You guys excited? I'm excited. Douglas, are you excited? Yes, very excited. Okay, here we go. Okay, so the Norwegian Prima. Let's talk about your itinerary first. Oh, okay, yeah. So um, it uh, I do embarkation in Galveston, Texas. Then... It goes to stops at Cozumel, which is the world's second busiest cruise port. And then we travel. We have more sea days and um, we go to uh, Aruba, then Curacao, then Bonaire. And then we have more sea days and then we have a. 
the private Norwegian's private island, Great Stirrup Key. And then uh, we that's just really like um, 90 miles from Miami. So we end up in Miami. There you go. I know all these private islands that are right there in the Bahamas. I didn't even yeah. realize how close. Yeah, they're super close. Yeah, how close it was to yeah. how close it was to Miami. So Norwegian Prima, why did you cru- why did you choose first off this cruise line specifically this or this ship, and right. then also why this sailing? Um, because they did they released uh, computer uh, renderings of this new build that they were planning on doing, and it just looked gorgeous. It looked incredible, and then on top of that. They were saying things. It was uh, that passengers would have more space than all, the rest of the fleet in the, the staterooms specifically, or just no the ship all as a spaces, whole? staterooms, public areas, everything. Uh, wow. You were supposed to have more space. Okay. So, for example, there's an a deck. It's like a promenade deck that you go out. You can also dine out on this deck. Um, that was being doubled in size. Oh, wow. So it used to be this thin strip. It, now it's quite a bit thicker. Um, and as you said, the, the, your accommodations are roomier. So, uh, and then they also talked about it was going to have a much great, the, the ratio between crew and passengers was going to be more favorable to the passengers now. Okay. Um, the the staff have less people to juggle. So all of that, you combine all of that, and I'm looking at the itineraries. There was an itinerary that I was leaning towards. It was very similar to the one that I was going to do, and it left out of New York, um, which for me would have been great savings because I don't have to fly to New York City. It's basically just a two-hour two drive, maybe. A lot, a lot of times mm-hmm. I'm there in an hour and a half. Yeah. So, um, but that sailing had an extra day, and I booked this way, way far in advance. So at the time when I booked this, I was working for an employer where I would feel bad if I um, took more more days off. So, oh, gotcha. The, the Galveston sailing that I did book, um, it was one less day, one less day that I would have to take off. So that's why I chose that one. That makes sense because you would have had a long day at sea. I would imagine getting down south. Had you yeah. left out of New York, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then leaving from Galveston, and I might be wrong, but talk about the embarkation process. Is there a new okay. big terminal there? Don't they have a new terminal? They have a new, great, beautiful, shiny, new, blue Royal Caribbean terminal. Oh, that's it. I knew I'd heard yeah. of it. <laughs> and it was built specifically for the Oasis-class ships. So mm. um, I believe uh, uh, it's already happening. That it okay. was supposed to happen about a few days after I, uh, you know, I I uh, finished in Miami. They were going to start having allure of the seas, 
start traveling out of Galveston. Okay. So uh, actually, I keep on seeing all these reports about how they're using Galveston. So Galveston is really going to be hopping um, with all these uh, cruise adventures going on. And um, this was the first one for Prima. Norwegian hadn't been sailing out of Galveston for a number of years. It's been years since they've been to Galveston. So how did it compare? How did it, how did Galveston and that terminal there and the embarkation, how did that compare to what you had, what you've done previously? Was it better? Did you like it? Um, you know, it, it's, uh, you don't know what is due to the cruise company versus the port city. Because all those workers you encounter aren't necessarily working for Norwegian. They're working for the port of Galveston. That makes sense. So I don't know what was due to Galveston and what was due to Prima. This is what I've got to say about it. It was very organized. I went through security lickety split. That was nothing. And then they had this whole bank of people that were checking you in. I had already, prior to checking in um, in Galveston, I had gone online and done as much as you possibly can do for Norwegian. I, you know, I uploaded my uh, vaccine card. I did mm-hmm. all sorts of things. I took a picture. Anyway, so I get there. It went pretty quickly because they had a good number of people. Uh, working the check-in process, and that went pretty smoothly. They asked me a health questionnaire and took my picture. I'm like, "Why are you taking my picture? I had to submit. Uh, I had to upload a picture of myself." <laughs> Already done this. Um, but it, you know, it really didn't take very long. And then we were ushered up into uh, an, another floor above which was like a holding cell (laughs) you waited. Mm -hmm. I had a really, really early time to check in. Which is great. When you check in, you select your slot. And I selected 9.30 a.m. Oh, wow, that's early. That's way early. So I already knew that. And they uh, told you that no one boards the ship until noon. So I knew I was going to be hanging out and waiting for a while. And that's exactly what happened. But um, I had uh, developed a relationship online with someone. And we met together in Galveston. We walked over to the terminal together and went through the whole process together. And so we were guided. And they were, uh, Norwegian was very good about, uh uh-uh, you can't sit just anywhere. You have to sit here because we're going to load people in in the order that they arrived. So it was very orderly, very organized. And um, uh, my friend DG uh, and I had a bet going. Like, when do you you think we're going to have to wait until noon before they're going to let us onto the ship? I'm like, no, I bet you it's going to be like 11 a.m. And sure enough, this guy came around and announced that it's gonna, you know, we're gonna let you on board at eleven. So oh, yeah, hey, even better. Yeah. So we got on board. It was all very efficient. I, I, it was all very good. Good. And yay. the city of Galveston is a, an amazing Gulf Shore town. 
I've never been there either. I've been to several cities in Texas, but never to Galveston. Uh I highly recommend it. Uh, I highly recommend just taking a whole vacation and spending it there in Galveston. It was wonderful. And um, it kind of reminded me, so I grew up in South Jersey. So it was like a mishmash of things of that I would experience when I would go to beach towns and uh, along the Jersey shore and a, c- a combination of that with New Orleans. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So you got, it, it was a really cool little town. Okay. That's it. Oh, good. Okay. So you'd mentioned um, uploading your vaccine card. They yeah. did a health questionnaire that day. Talk about the health and safety protocols. And I, we know this is forever changing, but for you, yes. your experience, what were what were they like? Okay. Uh, number one, the crew were not masked. No masks oh, okay. for the crew. Um, and I believe that was a recent development. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally took whatever measures I felt I needed to in order for me to feel safe and keep other people safe. Um, So when I was outside, I did not have a mask. But if I was inside the ship and not eating or drinking, I I personally was masked up. I was one of six people on board (laughs) that would wear a mask inside. But, you know... I just, you just do what makes you feel comfortable. Exactly. Otherwise uh, though, from a cleanliness, health, safety, did you feel comfortable? Listen, even before the pandemic, I thought uh, cruise lines did an amazing job at keeping things clean mm-hmm. because forget about COVID. Uh, there were all sorts of outbreaks that would happen and no one would want to get sick. So I feel that cruise lines have always done an excellent job at keeping things clean. Um, Would I have preferred it that you couldn't serve yourself at the buffet? Yes, I would prefer that. Okay, so that's Um, a shift now. So they're no longer serving you. They are no longer serving you. Okay, okay. So, um, I mean, sure, that's more convenient, but in terms of, Listen, I have seen people reach over, grab things, change their mind, and then grab something. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. dude, I could end up eating that. I don't want your your stuff. I so, agree. Yeah. Um, also, another thing, they had facilities available there for you to wash before going somewhere to eat or drink. And they mm-hmm. had hand sanitizers available for you. But I really didn't see people being taking advantage of that. Now, sometimes it might be because of what I personally did. Like I went straight from taking a shower. I just washed my hands and I really didn't touch anything. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then I go into the the dining venue. I'm like, I I really, you know. Also, yeah, you just may not be totally used to doing that yet. Yep. Yeah. And I did, I just did not, uh, I think I would have observed a backlog of people waiting to wash their hands if everybody was being diligent about it. Yeah. I think it's, I've seen just in general, I've seen that slow down even places that have hand sanitizer now are, and I'm sure the ship was much better, but you know, they're just consistently empty. 
Yeah. I'm like, why is this still here? Right. <laughs> I would like to use it, but it's yes. not there. Okay. So, Tag, so you've embarked, you've been to this good experience, this well organized yeah. terminal, and now you yeah. are. It was basically like a warehouse. It, yeah. It really wasn't anything fancy. Like you'll go oh. <laughs> to Miami, and Miami has a new Norwegian uh, terminal, it has a new Virgin Voyages uh, terminal, and they look stunning. Oh, that, really? Yeah. Galveston, not so much. Okay, so it's not what I'm picturing in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's basically just like a warehouse, and okay. um, I don't need it to be all that fancy. Yeah, no, just, just get me on board the ship. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the ship. Then, so you leave this warehouse and you step onto this beautiful ship. Yeah. What was your first impression as you come on into this beautiful ship? Okay. So uh, you go through the gangway. It's kind of a winding gangway. And eventually, and then you get onto uh, the ship. And um, I was led into the main atrium area, which was gorgeous. It was incredible. And it takes up three floors. So it's oh, beautiful. six, seven, and eight. And it has this modern design. Um, that's part of its problem. It's very visually appealing. I like the asymmetry of it all. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> um, you end up encountering dead ends in this space. <laughs> all mm -hmm. of the think it's going to, it's not like this big circle. It probably functionally it would be better if it uh, was designed more like a big circle. Yeah. It was not. It was very asymmetrical. It was very cool, very modern. I liked it a lot. I mean, the the seating uh, that they used was wonderfully and it was cozy. And I enjoy. I, I just was floored by um, how upscale it all felt. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense because the current head of Norwegian Cruise Lines is Frank Del Rio, and he comes from the divisions of Oceana and Regent Seven Seas, which <clears throat> are either their premium or their ultra luxury divisions. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of pushing Norwegian a little. It's he wanted to get out of this mass market mentality and it showed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, it's great. I personally, that's, that's yeah. how I like to travel to sort of experience that is, is nice. So then what about your stateroom? Was your, did your okay. stateroom continue in with these same level of luxury? Okay. And so, uh, I was traveling all by my lonesome. Okay. And when that happens, in the vast majority of cases, you're paying for two people. Mm -hmm. So you have a hundred percent single supplement for your room. And what Norwegian has done, they have created this solo traveler program and oh. they have a whole area of the ship that's designated just for solo travelers. And so I had what was called a studio. Okay. And it's it's designed just for one person and um you don't pay any single supplement. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um and then beyond that they have what's called the solo lounge. 
And on the Prima, there's these three areas uh, for the lounge. And they have snacks there all the time. Uh, you have access to all sorts of beverages. There's this espresso machine that they use Starbucks, Starbucks beans to uh, make your coffee beverages. And um, there's sodas and there's wines and yeah. So and what a uh, fun way to mingle and meet people, though. Yeah, and then they have a designated um, crew member who is in charge of all the solo travelers, and they have a daily solo meet and chit oh. chat. And on that first solo meet, you gather and they organize um, a, a where to go for dining, so you don't have to dine alone. So oh, that's, that's fun. Big, yeah. Um, and, uh, I loved my room. It's perfect. It's just designed for one person. It's very, very tiny because it's just one person. Mm -hmm. How big was your bed? <laughs> um, it's like a full size bed. Okay. So okay. it's not a queen, but it's not a twin either. They could have yeah. gone the cheapo route and just do yeah. a twin. I did, you been have happy a, did you have a balcony? No, it's okay. all the studios are all inside. Okay. That makes sense. Um, I could probably fit that in there better. They had uh, an incredible amount of storage. Uh, there was enough storage in that room for there to, for me to have a child with me. You wow. can't bring a child with you. You can't <laughs> bring another person. But um, yeah, oodles and oodles of uh, uh, of storage. The bathroom was plenty big enough for me. There was so much, and also, once again, so much storage. And um, it was a great, awesome bathroom for just one person. One person. There you go. I feel like that's one thing that cruise lines in general have done. Some do it better than others, but is the storage yeah. that's available in your yeah. room. Also, um, in terms of your plugs, that used to be a big issue for people is what kind of outlets do you have? And mm -hmm. is there a USB? I had plenty of USB opportunities. And oh, that's great. Regular outlets. I think with if a ship has been built since, I'm going to say, 2018, you're going to be fine. They, mm -hmm. they, that's something that all cruise lines are really good about. Before then, you're going to need adapters and you're going to need a little bit of help, but I didn't need really any help about well, that's that. good. That's so yeah. nice. And you start to see that in hotels too, start to make a little bit of uh -huh. that shift with the extra plugs and ports and everything with it. So very good. Tell me about dining. Obviously, there's lots of different dining experiences aboard the cruise ships. Yeah. Um, so the first off, the complimentary dining. Tell me about that on the ship. Okay. So that is something, in my opinion, and a lot of this is all people's personal opinions, mm -hmm. is something that uh, they did very well with Norwegian Prima. Oh, good. Because um, what they uh, what what their plan was to try and give people the opportunity to do different things so that everybody's scattered and spread out so that you get to experience that more space feeling. So first of all, there are two main dining rooms. 
One is called the Commodore Room, and it has these big porthole windows that you can look out of that line uh, the wall. The other is Hudson's, and Hudson's um, is at the very aft of the ship. It has basically floor-to-ceiling glass windows. Oh, wow. Yeah, an incredible view, and it is just... um, I mean, and it's just gorgeous and it has all the, it's just beautifully furnished. It's very light and airy. Um, one thing, they both, both rooms share the exact same menu. Okay. They've done a different thing with the menu for Norwegian Prima. They're, they're planning on rolling out to the rest of the fleet and they're starting with Prima. And what they did was, in the past, they would, let's say, have 14 different menus that they would rotate through. So every day it would be a different menu. That's no longer the case. What's now happening, they've expanded. They only have one menu. They've expanded it. You have a little bit more choices than you used to. And it's just the same menu for your entire sailing. Okay, so even if you go there every night, you could get something different every single night that you go. I don't know. It depends on how long your sailing is. This is true, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like for a um, seven-night sailing, yeah, probably that would probably be the okay. Um, So you have, that's one option. Another option is uh, for complimentary is the Seaside Cafe. And why they gave the ship's buffet a new name i don't understand why it's totally unnecessary but they did (laughs) so they have uh the seaside cafe there is a plethora of choices i don't see how anyone could find nothing they like at the uh, there's something there for everyone wonderful i was like amazed that at one point i saw i saw profiteroles i'm like sign me up wow Uh, and then at the end of the uh, Seaside Cafe is another little section of the buffet called the Seaside Grill. And basically, that's what they are. They're specializing in hamburgers and hot dogs and okay. french fries. Like a quick lunch kind of come that in thing. Of, yeah, quick lunch type of thing. Yeah. What was your favorite um, thing off of the buffet? What was my favorite thing? Um, Probably the pizza. Mm. (laughs) uh, that's the place to go for your pizza they didn't have really like a separate pizza place on board it's okay it was up on the okay um the other thing about it is the it is really majorly staffed there are members all over the place they are like vultures. They swoop down. If you've left, uh, you know, uh, a plate and, and utensils, they're on it like Flynn and uh, they whisk it away, um, which is a little disconcerting for someone like me who's traveling all by myself. I don't have someone to save anything for me. So if I just to guard your up, plate. <laughs> so if I went up to restock maybe get something uh they've already whisked my plate away i'd have mm-hmm. to already get another thing i so wasn't done with that, that. 
Yeah, I wasn't done. <laughs> then there is a new complimentary dining feature, and it is on deck eight, where the it's called Ocean Boulevard is uh, that big promenade deck that goes all around the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the very aft part of it are all these little eateries. It's called oh. Indulge Food Hall. So they also, you might be more familiar with Virgin Voyages has a food mm-hmm. hall. Yep. Same type of thing. Okay, It's kind of like uh, an upscale mall food court. Yep. If, okay. If your local mall, mall food court had very upscale dining eateries, <laughs> that's what this would be. Not Sabar. And, and right. So um, my favorite complimentary dining experience was in Indulge in the Indian eatery Ooh. called Tamara. I had the chicken tikka masala with garlic naan bread. Oh, it man. was amazing. I naan loved is so it. good. Yum. One time I was out with someone out on the deck and we're chit-chatting and a crew member came by and said, hey, listen, we're going to be closing down Indulge Food Hall. If you want to grab something, now's the time to do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I haven't had dessert. I need to go to the dessert station. <laughs> and of course, then the dessert station, there's all an incredible array of all these tiny little desserts. Oh, those so, are the best. I had to be a hog and like get four of them, like a tiny <laughs> tiramisu and a tiny uh, apple tort. And, a you know, so, yeah, I, I loaded up and that was wonderful. There was an there's a, as part of Indulge Food Hall, there's two places that involve an upcharge. One is there's a Starbucks location there. So at the Starbucks, you have to pay for that. Okay. Uh, why someone goes on a cruise and wants to go to Starbucks is beyond me. Isn't there a star? There's one on every corner in the city that I live in. I That's how I feel no- about Disney. Why do you go to Starbucks when you go to Disney? Yeah. Don't wait in and out in line for an hour. Right. Um, and then the other venue was a place called Coco's, which is um, a, a premium dessert area if you want a really Mm. super duper milkshake that's the place to go and there's a charge at coco's okay okay um and uh i did not experience starbucks i did not experience coco's Uh, (laughs) they have like i said they have this dessert station and they have another station that's all ice cream listen that's all i need yep it's complimentary yeah. Well, and the so, little desserts are so great because you can try so many of different yes. things. You know, you don't just yeah. you're not stuck with like a huge piece of apple tort. You're like, oh, I can right. plus all the other things. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Hudson's was named after the the Prima's godmother. The Prima godmother is Katy Perry. Oh, you said and, that. That's right. Yeah, and her real name is uh, Catherine. Forget what her middle name is. Hudson. Oh, so I didn't know that. There you go. Named after her. And I just had wonderful meals there. I can't say enough about it. Yeah. So that so Very you good. have all these different. Oh, and then there is um this one deck high up that gives a 270 degree view of the front of the ship. 
called the Observation Lounge. And in the Observation Lounge, there is a bar and there's also food that is available. So you can get food there and that's complimentary. Okay. I did not take advantage of that. There's so much on this ship to take advantage of. You just can't. I was on there for 11 nights and still I couldn't take advantage of it. all. Wow. That's 11 nights. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, what about some of the specialty dining? Did you do, did you do any of that? So uh, Norwegian has this promotion called free at sea. And actually it's a bit of a misnomer because it's not um, free. It's not quite free. Like, for example, as part, because I had booked this so far out and because this trip was 11 nights, I qualified for four specialty dining experiences. Oh, wow. But if I were to do it all again, because I was staying in a studio, um, I would only qualify for one specialty dining experience. Okay. So yours was just because you took such early advantage. Right. Well, it's because I booked so far out. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So, so what did you I, get to enjoy? So I, uh, the second night, um, my friend DG and I also had another fr- uh person that we got to know. Her name is Claudine. And Claudine was from the UK. And the three of us uh, and another solo traveler, um, all of us were all solo travelers. And the fourth person was uh, Linda. So all four of us went to Cagney's Steakhouse. And um, I ordered a ribeye. And actually, I think all four of us did. <laughs> and uh Claudine and I our our steak was wonderful and they cooked it perfectly to my specifications. If left to my druthers, I probably would have ordered it rare, but um, you know, it, I'm eating out, I'm not controlling everything. So uh I had meat, I had it medium rare, it was perfect. Good. Um DG had issues with what she received. She Uh-oh didn't believe that the cut really wasn't a ribeye. Um, and a- afterwards, she talked to the staff and said, I just want to let you know, um, this really isn't a ribeye. And it had more to do with the shopping for the ship. They needed to inspect and say, mm, no, mm. this isn't what we ordered. But uh, was yours I- a ribeye? Truly? Mine? Oh, it really was. It was. Okay. Hers just wasn't. Okay. Yeah. And um, Claudine and I shared a bunch of starters together. Mm -hmm. And also Claudine and I have a similar, we we love, both love cheese. So Mm. we had a bunch of starters that incorporated cheese. I mean, you're not going to go wrong with cheese. (laughs) No. So it, it was a wonderful time at Cagney's. Um, I had this like seven layer chocolate cake that was Mm. wonderful. Um, so that was Cagney's wonderful at Cagney's. I had, um, a dinner at a place called Onda by Scarpetta and it's an Italian eatery. And that was amazing. I stuffed myself so much. I could have been a sausage. (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) It was an amazing meal. I absolutely loved it. If you get a chance to go to Onda, take advantage. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful meal. Um, And then I went to my favorite specialty restaurant was Le Bistro, the the French place where I had escargot, which is little escargot swimming in garlic and butter in a cassoulet. You can't Yum. beat that. Oh, incredible. And then I had this incredible rabbit dish that was amazing. And then I had, um, as part of my uh, dessert, it was this basically stewed pear uh, swimming in spices. And mm. that was lovely. And um, there was some ice cream on the side, vanilla ice cream. And that was, it just was totally indulgent. And as part of the decoration in the bistro, they have these chandeliers that are lowered. They're about at eye level. And okay. it just was that the bistro and uh, Onda, I also Onda, I was out on the outside deck. So I had uh, dinner al fresco. It was a beautiful oh, night. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, the bistro was a wonderfully leisurely upscale meal. Loved that. And then the fourth uh, specialty dining that I went to was Palomar, which focuses on a Mediterranean seafood. I am personally allergic to shellfish oh bummer (laughs) so um i ended up having a sea bass which was wonderful and um i really liked my time at palomar it wasn't my absolute favorite of the four but i had a a wonderful meal i loved my time at uh palomar and palomar is brand new for norwegian they haven't uh done that before so i highly recommend okay Very good. So now I guess this is maybe my ignorance. I guess I had always thought of escargot mm-hmm. as being a type of shellfish. So, I mean, even though the shell is different than like a lobster right. or a shrimp, but it's there's still a shell. Yes. Yeah. But it's not. Well, it it didn't it didn't affect me. I don't I don't get the hives from it. Okay. So. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's the material or whatever is in that type of crusty shell. Yeah, I don't, I don't, who, I, I don't know what, what, what all that is about. I do well, know. fantastic. I forget what soup I was going to have in Hudson's, but I was going to have some kind of soup and I informed them about my food allergies and the server came back and said, the chef won't make it for you because of okay. your food allergies. allergies. And hmm. I'm like, listen, oh, it was, um, no, no, that's not it. I, I thought I I thought I had it. And it was <laughs> that I ordered. I, I can't remember what it was that I ordered. And uh, I'm like, not a problem. I think I saw a mushroom soup. Is that is that available? She said yes. It was the most amazing mushroom soup wow. I've ever had. They used four different types of mushrooms. Hmm. It was delicious. I was so happy with it. So can't fault them for that. Win win. There you go. Yeah. Now, do you, when you're on board, do you have to have reservations for these specialty dinings? Okay. For the specialty dinings, yes. Okay. And I booked my reservations for the specialty dining before I even went on the trip. 
you can um, book it 120 days out. And as soon as I got to my 120-day mark, I booked them. And uh, for the complimentary, you don't. But I did that first night. I did do a reservation in the Commodore room. But the rest of it, you don't have to have a reservation. But yeah, I, I highly encourage you, as soon as you can make reservations, make the reservations. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to be locked out. So did you make yours for four, hoping you would meet people? Or did you, obviously, no. you had the one friend that you were planning on going with, but... So the one for Cagney's, I knew uh, we had already discussed ahead of time. Uh, I knew the four, I had knew online the four people. So I reached out to them and we made plans. Yes, I figured Cagney's was probably the safest um, specialty dining Mm -hmm. place that most people would enjoy. So I'm like, okay, why don't we have one, one dinner? that we all can share together. Let's have it at Cagney's. So I uh, did a reservation for four. And unfortunately, my reservation agent misheard me and she booked me for four for that. But then for all my other dining, she booked me for four. For four. Like, (laughs) no, no, no. And so the next day I called back and tried to correct it. And they're like, don't even bother trying to correct it. Correct it once you get on board the ship. And so... That's what I did. I, uh, for the other uh, dining experiences, I changed it to a table for two. Well, there you which go. Which is the smallest table. Yeah, that, you, yeah. that works. Okay. Yep. So along with dining comes amazing beverages. At least those yes. are some of my favorites. Um, yep. However, on cruise ships, beverages, alcoholic beverages anyways, are not included. Sometimes right. not even sodas and teas and things like that. Right. So... Did you purchase a beverage package? That was, again, one of the benefits of my free at sea promotion that I got. Oh, there you go. That you could get if you want to go on a Norwegian cruise. So uh, it was included as part of my uh, package that I was entitled to what is called a premium beverage package. But there is a step higher than that. I forget what it's called off the top of my head. I don't know, maybe ultra premium. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, when what do you get for that? You get even better levels uh, of um, alcohol. Like your top shelf alcohols, yeah. Well, even more top shelf. I, listen, the uh, premium beverage package that I got it gave me everything that I could have wanted. So oh, wow. I was having a uh, Belvedere co- uh, vodka cocktails left and right because I, it was all paid for. And that was the wonderful thing not to have to be concerned about monitoring the, how much I'm spending as I'm going through. No, because it you, adds up. On, it adds up and you're, you know, you're on vacation. You don't want to have to worry about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But why isn't it really free? Is because you have to pay gratuities on it. Yes. So um, I ended up spending a little over two hundred dollars in gratuities on okay. the beverage package. Gotcha. Okay. Also, another thing to keep in mind is if you're in U.S. waters, you're going to have to pay taxes. So I had. A couple of drinks while I was still in Galveston territory, 
and I got charged. I knew it ahead of time. I already knew that, that I knew that was part of the deal. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. So uh, like if you're uh, sailing out of New York or if you're sailing out of Galveston and you have a beverage package, you're going to still have to pay taxes on your beverages. Until you get out of until you get in, you're into international waters and then it's all free. And that's also the reason why the casino is going to be closed. Disney Cruise Line doesn't have casinos, Correct. but other cruise lines do, like uh, Royal Caribbean and Virgin and um, Norwegian. They'll have casinos. They're not open until you're far away in international waters. There you go. That makes sense. So yours came as part of this free at sea. If you had purchased it, do you think it would have been worth it? Oh, if I purchased my beverages a la carte? No, like can you, I assume if it's not part of this free at sea, could you have purchased a beverage package separately? Uh, Or is it only part of this free at sea program? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, you, yes, you can. And you can even, I was constantly getting offers to upgrade my package. Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you can, you can, yeah, do that. Uh, and, and also you could just, maybe you're not a big drinker. Maybe you're going to have only two uh, cocktails your entire trip. Mm-hmm. then you're like a beverage package really isn't worth it. Right. It isn't. So you pay for them a la carte. Yeah. Okay. But the vast, because of this free at sea program, the vast majority of passengers on your, sh- on the ship have a beverage package. That makes it's sense. Okay. Pretty much a done deal. So along that same lines, and we've talked about some of your favorite restaurants that you did. What about your favorite bar or lounge that you experienced? Okay. I had a surprise. Because as um, I was traveling solo, I wanted to make sure that I was well entertained. So I organized uh, a lot of group events uh, online ahead of time. So there is a website called Cruise Critic. And um, I organized a, a group they have what are called roll calls. So each individual sailing will have its own roll call and you can organize group events for your sailing. So uh, on top of that, um, also on Facebook, I uh, had instituted a group. And so there was a whole uh, group um, on Facebook. So we kind of merged the two, the Facebook group and the cruise critic group. And it was just all one big group. Uh, so yeah. Um, what was your question? I had to give you a lot of background. To no, you're it. good. Your favorite lounge that you guys. Went oh, to. lounge. Yeah. So as part of the activities that I had organized, I organized a pub crawl. And then what happened How was fun. the pub crawl got to be so popular and looking at how many people were attending, I'm like, we're going to have to split this up into two separate pub crawls. So um, it, they were on two successive days. Okay. Now, what happens is people get involved and do things and they end up making plans on their own. So me, like about 114 people said they wanted to participate wow. in the pub crawl. 
So that's why I split it up into two groups. And I still was worried, like, will everybody get to be served? Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have I shouldn't have worried because there was only about 20 people on pub crawl number one and oh, about wow. uh, eight of us on pub crawl number two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And then what was my favorite venue? Surprisingly, it was the whiskey bar. I had something called the spiked whiskey and um, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Mm. So that was my my favorite. favorite. So I would have enjoyed that too. My runner up really wasn't a beverage. If you ask me, it really was dessert and that I had at the waves pool bar. And that that was, I had a mudslide there. Hmm. So with that, like rum, I'm assuming. No, no. Um, geez, I would have to pull up my notes. To... But alcohol of some sort. Yeah, there, there's alcohol. Okay, yeah, that's now, what I meant. Yeah, um, not just the, the milkshake. thing <laughs> that I was surprised about was because I'm on a beverage package, I figured, listen, I'm used to gay bars. It's a heavy, heavy pour. <laughs> like, you know, for most of America, I'm receiving doubles. Wow. Um, that's what my drink normally is. Okay. It's not a double, but it's a, the amount of alcohol. Okay. So um, I was expecting really weak drinks. They weren't. They were Good. strong. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So that's that. Well, there you go. Yay. Well, I have so many, many more questions to ask you. I want to hear about the spa, the entertainment, the casino, the things if you went to the private island, some of your excursions. We've gone long on this podcast today, yeah. though. So what do you say we save that for another one and Very our good. listeners can come back for more of Interview with Douglas and the Norwegian Prima? Sounds good. And what I'm, what we'll do uh, on this episode is I'll just talk a little about... Uh, I took... I did like a journal. So I'll mm-hmm. just um, talk about... Uh, my first day. So we'll, we'll do that. That's coming up soon. All right. I'm excited. You guys stay tuned for our next episode. Yep. Um, Like what you are hearing, tell your friends, they can find us on their favorite podcast player, like Stitcher, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Deezer, Podbean, and Google podcasts. You are tasked with sharing Travel Happens with three of your friends. Spread the word. Should you fail to share this podcast, I will place a curse on you. Remember, (laughs) this is a holiday season. If you do not share this podcast, may you have a humbug Ebenezer Scrooge of a time this year. (laughs) You could even get visited by three apparitions. You can avoid the curse and the apparitions by sharing this podcast with your friends. Okay, so uh, I'm going to talk a little about a little bit about uh, day one of my Norwegian. Uh, prima trip because what I did on the on my whole vacation is uh, I did a whole travel uh, log 
did a bit of a journal. So I'm going to share it with you. So I'm here. Huh? I just said, yay. I love your journals. So I'm excited to hear it. So I'm here to say that something will go wrong with your trip. Amy and I (laughs) have talked about that before. I don't know what it is, what's going to go wrong, but something you're going to encounter some obstacles. And this trip was no exception. This trip included a tropical storm, a hurricane, a phone going kablooey, uh, conducting a slot pole the wrong way, a seizure during a tour, embarkation and debarkation needing traffic cops taking far too long than it should, and a plane stuck out on the tarmac. All of that said, (laughs) I am in one piece, safe and fine, and it still was a journey worth living. Let's start at the very beginning and give you some background on what was supposed to happen, (laughs) because it didn't all happen that way. Um, I live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, as I've said several times before, and was departing there on October 30th, 2022, to land in Houston, Texas. I had a choice of two different airports. Uh, William P. Hobby Airport is closer uh, to where my Norwegian cruise ship would be departing at the cruise port of Galveston, Texas. The other airport is George Bush Intercontinental Airport, and it's the larger of the two and a bit further away from Galveston, Texas, resulting in greater charges and a transfer. At first, I planned this trip in my usual fashion. I thought I would only need to arrive one day ahead of my sailing, and the ship will sail with or without me, and I wanted to be sure that despite travel issues, I would be on that ship. However, the summer progressed, and more and more instances of flight cancellations and delays were occurring, including a ton of lost luggage. I knew of too many guests missing their planes or the plans, <laughs> uh, because they did not arrive in time to start their plans. Prior to this vacation, all of the flights going to my airport of choice hobby included a layover. A layover means that additional problems may ensue. You have could have a cancellation of a leg. You could have a delay of a leg. You could have your luggage not travel with you. You could have your luggage lost and just not arrive. Bush Airport had flights that were direct, and that means less potential problems. So that's what I did. I used my American Express points and booked a direct flight to Bush Airport. As summer progressed, more and more reports of mishaps were being reported. So I switched the time uh, to leaving Philadelphia on October 29th. I had already booked one night in a hotel in Galveston. I decided to book a hotel very close to the airport in Houston for the night before that was safe, clean, and cost as little as possible. (laughs) And when I mean little, it was little. Good news, my flight to Houston was uneventful. Part of that was because I packed only a carry-on bag that fit in the overhead compartment and a personal bag that fit under the seat in front of me. That's After, all you brought for your cruise? That's all I brought for three oh my weeks gosh, of travel. travel light. <laughs> yep. After having done this whole trip, I would have taken even less clothing. No one wow. cares. Yeah. No one cares what I'm wearing except me. I have a friend and colleague, Heather, that does not live too far from the Bush Airport, and we made plans to have lunch together. 
As soon as I made it down to the area to be picked up, I let her know that I was all good to go. Since I was traveling light, I didn't have to wait at the luggage carousel. And before you know it, there she was. Off we sped to our lunch destination in the woodlands of Texas at Hearsay by the Waterway, which I had chosen back a few months prior. The best way I could describe the place is to say it was like a gastropub, I guess. Um, It was a very pleasant place to enjoy a good meal. Heather gave her seal of approval. And what I, yeah, what I do remember was that Heather and I both wanted the bread pudding for dessert and the kitchen delivered uh, on that day. It was quite yummy. And in fact, the entire meal was quite good. Um, My hotel was over at Humble, Texas. And after we enjoyed our lunch, Heather drove me over to my modest hotel. I stayed at America's Best Value Inn and Suites, IAH Airport. And the hotel was modest, clean, and super inexpensive. I spent $55 total for one night. Wow. That's all, yeah, that's all I could say about it. Part of why I chose this hotel was because I it was supposed to include a continental breakfast. However, when I went down to the breakfast area on two different occasions the next morning, there was no sign of a breakfast or Aww. a staff to speak of. Additionally, this hotel had a shuttle bus that ran to the airport. As soon as I checked in, I arranged for the shuttle the following morning. I was told to arrive in the lobby 15 minutes before I wanted to depart. That's when I showed up. Um, a husband and wife ran the hotel. At least that that's my impression. You know, They could have yeah. been anything, but yeah, uh, I think that's uh, what was going on. And I heard them talk and the wife realized she had never called to arrange for the shuttle. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so... They called the shuttle driver and asked him to come over as quickly as possible. He had traffic and was busy and might not get there for 40 minutes more. For me, it was fine because I had purposely arranged for this shuttle hours before I needed it. I had arranged for a shuttle uh, via Galveston Express to depart the airport at 11 a.m. to take me to Galveston. My shuttle from Humble was originally scheduled to pick me up at 9.30. Uh, He eventually picked me up at the hotel at 10 a.m. Turns out it was a shared shuttle and we made additional hotel stops along the way to the airport. Um, No big deal for me. You know, I I gave myself plenty of buffer time. Uh, The driver was super friendly and we talked about different um, things and he was familiar with the next shuttle I was taking and pointed out where the shuttle would take me, where to pick it up, you know, where in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, Turns out he dropped me off right at the place where Heather picked me up at the the previous day. (laughs) And uh, I was so early, I popped into the airport, found a chair and uh, just recharged it a bit, uh, recharged my phone. And uh, I listened to some music as I waited for the next shuttle. And while waiting, I got a phone call from the shuttle driver. He was already in the parking lot and could take me over to Galveston right then and there. So yeah. And when I went out to the parking lot, 
there was a whole group of people. The shuttle became full uh, and a whole bunch of us were whisked off to Galveston about 20 minutes early. That's nice. Uh, it took, yeah, it took some time to load all of the luggage and people onto the van. The shuttle ride was uneventful. I was the first person dropped off. I was asked to be let out at the pier where the cruise ship was going to be anchored. The rest of the people on the shuttle had arranged for drop-offs at their various hotels in Galveston. My hotel was a very small boutique independent operation. I doubt any driver would know of it. Um, it's not like it was the Hilton, but the pier would he would they would know about. So that's why I chose that. Galveston was incredible to visit. It's just a wonderful Gulf Coast seaside town. Such a wonderful place to visit. And um, it, like I said, it reminded me a combination of the Jersey Shore with the charm of New Orleans. Mm -hmm. I planned to go to a local CVS um, uh, to pick up some spreadables liquids that I didn't have to worry about on my flight and get sizable amounts because uh, I knew I would need quite a bit of uh, sunblock. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. You can't carry so, that on. Yeah. Yeah. So off I walked to get my sunblock, shampoo, conditioner and other necessary needs. And while walking, I loved seeing the sights of Galveston, Texas. Also, I just want to say I had um, TSA pre-check and that worked like a dream. I couldn't move fast enough for those people. So <laughs> I I got through, uh, you know, airport security within a couple of minutes. That was it. Oh, good. Um, yeah. Each installment, I would like to mention a handy item that I brought along on my trip. This week, uh, I had an inexpensive watch designed for underwater use. On a cruise, you will likely be visiting a variety of time zones back and forth. Oh my goodness, it was crazy. Watches that are linked to your phone will not be able to set to the correct time zone. The ship will have its own time um, and it could be different than the local time at whatever port you're visiting. So always set your watch to ship time. Your destination port, like I said, may have a different time than ship time. And several people I ran into had an issue with the time that was their all aboard time because they had an Apple Watch or a Google Watch and they showed the incorrect time. I had a simple Timex Ironman watch to use in pools and to go snorkeling with. And it was a bit of a change changing for the time zones on multiple occasions, but it never led me astray. It's still ticking today. There you so go. Got it. Yeah. My stay in Galveston was at a place called Domum Da Vinci. That's what it was called. Uh, it is, okay. Yeah, it is a bit of a hybrid establishment. There is no front desk. The doors are controlled digitally. I received a code that gives me access to the front door and to the room, my room, via email. Thankfully, I have a similar ring system at my place here in Philadelphia. So it was completely, it wasn't completely foreign to me. And Domum uh, Da Vinci is not for everyone, but it was exactly what I needed. If you have traveled through Europe, you would be familiar with the type of room I received. It was perfect for a person traveling solo. I had an ensuite bathroom. It was a very small room with just enough room for a full bed. All I needed was a place to fall asleep and store my things and a bathroom available to me. 
I needed it to be clean. And this room was exactly that. Perfect. Yeah, it was quite tidy. The bathroom floor sloped a little so that the water of the shower could drain properly. But um, it was nice. I was pleasantly surprised to discover that the bath was outfitted with Beekman 1802 toiletries. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're familiar, but... uh, that company is run by a couple that took over the Beekman 1802 farm in rural upstate New York, along with over 100 goats. They now oh. produce a whole line of skincare products based on goat milk, which is supposedly awesome for your it's skin, great. especially during those harsh New York winters. Mm-hmm. I also had access to their Netflix subscription while at the place which was a real treat for me because um, I'm facing financial issues and I've had to uh, downscale my stuff. So I haven't had Netflix for a while. So it was a real treat for me. Just down the street from Domum Da Vinci was an eatery called the Original Mexican Cafe. And this is where I chose to have my dinner. It was such a great choice. It's a Tex-Mex restaurant operating since 1916. And it had spot on service. Mm. I was dining alone and they were wonderfully attentive. Sometimes I veer towards the basic. Today was one of those days. I ordered a taco plate, which was shredded chicken or seasoned beef tacos served on crispy corn tortillas, either soft or uh, flour tortilla with lettuce, tomatoes, and cheese. I chose the soft corn tortilla. The food was quite yummy, and I enjoyed myself immensely. Plus, I was pleasantly surprised at how affordable it all was. I recall that my meal was a little over $10. Oh, that's not bad at all. Especially not when you compare it to Philly. Listen, you go to, oh, a, yeah. fast food, you go to a fast food place, and you're spending at least $10 there. Yeah. But once I arrived there, there were only a few people dining there. But by the time I finished, tables started to fill up. There were signs throughout this, uh, the uh, place stating to please be patient since they were short-staffed. I didn't experience any issues. I think I timed it just right, and they were adequately staffed for the few tables that were occupied. Next time I find myself in Galveston, I definitely will be back. So, go. yeah, that was uh, my day one of travel. Oh, good. That was a good day. You didn't really have any yeah. significant, you really didn't have any hiccups at all. No, but as I described uh, at the There's very beginning, stuff is common. <laughs> stuff is common. We and, will find out. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I really just wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> I went, you know, I had a wonderful time, but, um, oh, God. Okay. We'll, we'll get to that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so uh, guess what? What? Time for We're Obsessed. Yay! We're Obsessed. Okay, Amy, why don't you tell us what you're obsessed with? Because I need some time to find what it was I want to talk about. (laughs) My obsession being December is just Christmas. So all the things happening right now with Christmas, the the present wrapping, the yeah, 
the excitement of Christmas, all the Christmas activities, everything that yeah. goes along with it. We're finally decorated. I feel like this year it just took us so long to get everything yeah. up. We were so, I usually like to do it Black Friday weekend and it was just so busy Thanksgiving weekend. And um, mm-hmm. so we just, it just took us forever, but I finally have all of it up. All the storage bins are put away. Now we can move into wrapping and all the fun things. But <laughs> this year now- we've got this little countdown. And so the kids yes. can change the date, the little wooden thing. Oh, sweet. Today. Um, it's causing me a little bit of anxiety because, you know, I think, oh, it's the December 25th. Like we're not even into, we're, we're fine. We have plenty of time. And then I'm like, oh, we have 19 days. We have 18 <laughs> days. I have people that have to ship stuff and I haven't even ordered their presents yet. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so it's been helpful to kind of get my butt in gear. Because normally I already have it done. Like I have all that done, shopping done, uh-huh. Black Friday weekend, of course, that didn't. So anyways, <laughs> yeah, so all of the festivities in our house, we have the Santa excitement, we have Elf on the Shelf excitement, Advent calendars, all uh, the fun things. I, I would be horrible at Elf on the Shelf because it's my <laughs> understanding uh, the little elf leaves in the middle of the night to report to Santa what yes. all is going on. And then when the elf returns, they're in a new spot. Correct. I know if I was a parent, I would forget to move the elf. <laughs> and the I'd have to explain why the are elf. they in the same spot. The parents don't move the elf. He moves on his own. Well, yeah. Why Why did he come back to the same <laughs> spot? It was raining outside. It was cold. Ugh. Uh, but yeah. I'm pretty sure that there are a ton of parents out there who can totally identify with the situation that you're in. Yes. Well, yeah. and it's funny with the elf. You're not alone. Some, the, the elf is there to promote good behavior. Like you're, he oh, reports to Santa right. that you are being good. How's that working out for you? He's great. He's awesome. He's wor- he works. They, okay. they write notes back and forth to him oh. and it's, the elf is fantastic in our house, but okay, there are people whose elves are very naughty and mischievous. <laughs> which I don't understand. I'm like, I don't, why, why is your elf throwing all the underwear out of the drawer? Why is your elf taking <laughs> oh the food out of the refrigerator? Like, I don't understand <laughs> what is happening right now. The I elf think is you missed the memo. <laughs> what you say? All this works. I think, dear parent, I think you missed the uh, the memo <laughs> on how all this is supposed to work. <laughs> exactly. Like to the, my sister-in-law didn't even get one because mm-hmm. that is what she thought. The elf was supposed to be, and I was like, no. When I was growing up, oh, it's new. Yeah, that no, it wasn't there when I was there growing up either. Yeah, we just had to be good for Santa. Yes, exactly. Because he's all knowing. So right, exactly. (laughs) Dull. But that is mine. What is your obsession? Um. Oh, I forgot to explain what all this is about. Hopefully you've been listening and you oh, know yes. what it's all about. Uh, this Welcome is our to chance to three. rant or rave about something that is going on in our lives. It could be a book. It could be an event like it was with Amy this week, a record, something we just cannot let go of. Um, so my obsession is on Amazon Prime. Mm. Uh, it's their number one current show. It's called The Peripheral. And oh, okay. It, I thought you were talking about shopping. I'm with you. No, yeah. <laughs> I've been doing much too much of that lately. <laughs> right, right. 
Um, it takes place in a dystopian future. That seems to be like a, a running theme for, I really like um, TV shows about the future where it's utterly horrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I don't know if I ever talked about it, but one of my favorite shows and my roommate is just starting watching it now. And I watched it like several years ago. It's a German show. It's called Dark on Netflix. Hmm. And, um, you know, it's it's a very slow burn at first, but all of a sudden you're in episode four and you're like hooked. And hmm. there's a great amount of time travel that's involved. And there's this guy who's trying to fix things and fix things with his own family. And it's a whole big thing. But uh, that's that's dark. I'm here to talk about the peripheral. Okay. And uh, the main character, uh, her name is Flynn Fisher. And she gets involved in a further dystopian future. She gets access to this future version of the world via augmented uh, or virtual reality system. That's the best I can explain it. It's a really wacky, wacky show. Uh, the whole time you're just trying to figure out what what the heck is going on? <laughs> I'm currently almost at the end of the season, and I'm still not very clear. <laughs> You're like, I'm not sure. Are there more yeah. seasons after this one, or do you know yet? This is the first season, so okay, who knows? Okay. We'll see. Um, and I'm now at about episode six out of eight seasons. Okay. Uh, basically, it's a huge mystery. I still just don't understand what's going on but you like uh, it so that works yeah well those are like the best series that i, I like uh my roommate reminded me of um how lost was at first mm -hmm. how you're like what the heck is going what is this all about what is going on yeah this is a kind of like that okay so, but I, what i can say is one of the villains of the series so far is played to perfection by Nia Miller, who's a British actress. I've seen okay. her in, in several things. She might be one of those people, like when you see her face, you're like, oh yeah, I've seen okay. her. Okay. What have I seen her for? What, what, you know, you, you're Googling her as you're watching the show. Um, in her world, something called the jackpot has decimated the human race. The jackpot was a combination of disasters that resulted in a very bleak future. It started with no power in North America for a whole month. Can hmm. you imagine having zero power? Wow. Um, and uh, then it got compounded by a pandemic. Sound familiar? Mm. And, uh, further horrors happened when a totalitarian, totalitarian regime uh, took hold. But danger comes in other forms in this universe. The series unfolds like a mystery, like the local sheriff is in bed with like a major crime lord. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it, it's all uh, crazy. The whole time you're busy trying to figure out what is going on. And if you're OK with the state of the world, then you'll be ready for this. If the current state uh, causes you great anxiety, I'm thinking you might want to skip. Don't this step to that level. <laughs> but that—that's what I've been obsessed with lately. There you go. That sounds like that would give me anxiety. Uh, yeah, it very well could have there, and um, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, there's uh, these things uh, that are, there are these people that are manufactured and they're called peripherals, hence the title of the show. Okay. And, um, they look just like you or me for the most part. And yeah, it's a whole thing. But they're not real. But uh, no, they're they're basically like robots. Okay. Hmm. They're real. Well, I meant, but they're not but, human. But, yeah. But but they're but they're not a, a real person. They behave yeah. like a real person, and they're able to finesse them. But well, yeah. very good. Y'all check it out. Yeah. A vacation in the 21st century is a complicated maze. We can help to sort out this mess and make sense of it all. We have oodles more advice and guidance when it comes to favorite destinations for North Americans. If you want help with a vacation, we can make it happen. Our contact information is in the show notes. We can help with favorite destinations on land and sea, so shoot us an email. Thank you, dear listener, for spending time with us. We will be back next week to bring you more gems with season three and an episode with Amy Krause. Uh, if you need help with planning a vacation, Amy, Heather, or myself can help you out. And uh, our contact information is in the show notes. Follow Travel Happens on your favorite podcast player to listen as we explore what is beyond our front porch. Don't forget to reach for the magic. Reach for the adventure. <laughs>